Marc Messier, and you're listening to Blue Shirt of the Ground Show, the number one Rangers podcast. Make sure you tune in and find out all the latest news. Let's go, Rangers. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the Blue Shirt Underground Show. Today is Wednesday. It is November the 8th. My name is Jim, and as always, I am joined on the other side of the window by the one and only Edward Geik. Eddie, good evening, sir. How are you, man? The Rangers still tops in the Metropolitan Division. 20, almost 20 points in 12 games. 19 to be exact. Seven regulation wins in nine games. And face an impressive adversity. start. What'd you say? It's an impressive start. But now we're facing some adversity, folks. This is where bring it start. on. Bring oh, it on. Attitude. Bring it on. This we are where... soldiers. That's right. Soldiers. Marching <clears throat> as to war. I have to say, we are going to find out. We're going to separate the soldiers from the saps. And uh, we are going to uh, have to survive this latest Ranger crisis. And the injury bug has caught the New York Rangers. Jim updated me right before we went on the air of yeah, Tony, that this is what he was talking about. You can uh you can break the news, although Molly Walker just tweeted it. Uh I can't believe Molly Walker actually tweeted something of consequence, but <laughs> this is uh this is knowledge. What's the knowledge? Jonathan Jesper Quick is day to day. Yes, now, look, I mean this is a 38 year old man that we're now that all of a sudden we've got we've got as our starting goaltender because Igor is also day to day. Right. Like, what's that song from uh, my mother used to listen to the chorus line soundtrack? Kiss the day goodbye. Oh yes, yes, I remember that. 
day to everybody's day to day. Yeah, Shesty, I think skated before the game the other night, or was the practice that skate skated, but didn't dress. I would not take any chances. Well, I'm going to be honest. I mean, I think there is a a little bit of a downgrade from quick to spicy pork, the Ming, but not that much. I, I don't if know. the Rangers can continue to keep these shot totals down, at least in the first two periods, last night's game, uh, you know, was going around. So it was, I mean, it was a tremendous game for the Rangers, but the fact that what the Detroit had like 15 shots again, 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 you know, 15 shots against the Rangers. I mean, you know, you could you could put anybody in that basically uh, a goaltender if he can't stop 15 shots. So they're going to give any goalie a chance that's reasonably good, unless Zach Wilson decides to become a goalie. Uh, but other than that, anybody with a brain and, and some coordination should do reasonably well. Right. I, well, I mean, we could since since we're since that's the the hot news, we could start there. I look, you got Louis Domingue who has played in the NHL. He's played in the playoffs. You got Dylan Garand who they like. They've kept him around now. He's worked his way up through the through the system. Let's just get let's let's rest quick. Let's rest Shesterkin. They only got two games left, and then they're off for a week. And when they come back, things heat up a little bit. Got the Devils. Then the two days later, you got the Dallas Stars. Then two days later, you got you got the Penguins. Then you got the Flyers and Bruins back to back. We don't want to screw around with our with our goaltenders here. We don't want to mess with with you know one A one and one A here. We've gone from we've gone from we got to get rid of this backup to one and one A. Yeah, I know. Well, no, I do not think Jonathan Quick is one A, but we we also don't want to we don't want to screw around. We got Columbus and Minnesota, Minnesota and Columbus, yeah, two teams that they should be able to beat with Louis Domingue or or uh, Dylan Garant. Uh, you know. You know, Margaret brings up a good point about guys keep blocking shots and more will get injured. But you know what? And maybe you could look this up for me because I'm a total computer buffoon. Uh, the Rangers aren't in the top, like, 10 in block shots. I think they're somewhere in the middle of the pack. It seems like they block a lot of shots. Now, maybe I'm wrong. I could be completely wrong, though. Uh, but I don't think they're, like, you know... Like Tortorella blocking shots this year. Um, Let's see. I'm trying to. Uh, I mean, you got Truba, and you got Benigno. The Rangers are currently first, fifth. All right, so they are blocking a lot of shots. Then, um, do you know? Do you know who's leading the league in block shots per game? Uh, the New York Islanders. They are third. Wow. The absolute worst team in hockey is leading the league in block shots. Was because the fuck bucks in their net in their end the whole game. San Jose, <laughs> the San Jose Baby Sharks. David Quinn, I got to tell you, what a job! Uh, and they won a game at least. 
Oh, well, that's good. Congrats. Right. When's the parade? So, uh, I don't know. It. Well, Paul Slyker's in Lisbon, Portugal. Working his, working his way around Europe, apparently. What is going on here? Everybody calling in. People from Florida. That's unbelievable. We're I, worldwide. I worldwide. 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 On the uh, Jerry Lewis Love Network or whatever he used to be on there. The Jer- I, I, when they used to do telethon, they'd be like, we're on the Love Network. Anyway, uh, wait, what's this? You know, listen, the Fox thing wasn't a block shot thing. The Fox thing was a knee on knee or leg on leg, whatever you want to call it. Right. Um, and now the injuries happen. The Devils got to deal with Jack Hughes and Hesher by being out. This is part of the equation of professional sports. And I know a lot of people are not happy the way the last two Ranger games ended uh, with the kind of, I guess the perception was them taking their foot off the pedal. Um, I did not see that. I didn't come away with that feeling in either of those games. I didn't either. Not last night. Not I last mean, night for sure. I, I really didn't. Feel, I just felt like Detroit was going to make a push. I mean, Detroit's not a bad team, first of all. You kind of knew they were going to make a, a bit of a push. And. Well, my feeling with last night's game was the refs were trying so hard to let Detroit back in that game. It was a five-on-three. I think the Rangers actually wound up killing it. And then Detroit scored shortly afterwards. It's a whole change in the momentum. There's going to be pushback in the NHL. You just don't win games five-nothing, six-nothing. You know, I don't think it's indicative of a team that can't. First of all, it's it's game 13 already. You know, like whatever it is. 9-2-1 or something. I don't know. Whatever they call it. 12 games played already. All right, 12 games. So I'm not going to determine that this is the. We're like a seventh through the season already. That's true. Like this is a, uh, we're branded this team that, you know, can't do things in the third period. Again, you're playing in Minnesota. You're playing on the road. To get out to a three nothing lead on the road is pretty good. Now to blow the lead is not pretty good. Right but to come away with a tie on the road with your backup goaltender, no Adam Fox, that's an accomplishment. I don't care if you couldn't, you blew it. And, and you got a point. Uh, who was in, who was in goal for uh, for Minnesota? Started the game for them. Uh, I can't think of the guy's name. Ben now. Bishop. Gust- oh, it was Gustafson. He was terrible. He was I mean, bad. The Rangers, Rangers were up three nothing, and we're still miserably outshot even in the first period of that game. Yeah, I mean that was three nothing, all because their goaltender was garbage. Mark Andre Fleury starts that game. Rangers might have lost five one or five two, but you know again. I'm not. I'm not, not going to make excuses. Uh, you get a point on the road, you keep the streak alive. And then last night, I tried to look at last night's game from the perspective of 
What if it was the opposite? If the Rangers fell behind 5-0 and rallied to make it 5-3, I would take no solace in that. Solace, solace, whatever you want to call it. And I would say big whoop. They still lost and they still fell short. They should have played 60 us. minutes. It'd be like they teased us and they fell short. Right. The big deal. They played 12 minutes of hockey last night. So the first two periods was surgical was the word I used last night. They were absolutely, they were like a Swiss watch, those first two periods. And then in the third period, they were like a swatch. Ah! They went from a Rolex to a swatch? Right. I mean, everything they did the first two periods last night was absolute precision. I hate Passes were always finding sticks right on the tape. Everything worked. Everything. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to use this word. In this context of hockey, but that power play was orgasmic last <laughs> night. I mean, it was lethal. It was – and this is a team, and I was one concerned in the – pre. this shows you that preseason means jack shit because in the preseason, the Rangers couldn't kill penalties and they couldn't do anything on the power play. And – Right now, this power play looks as good as it's ever looked. Ever. And I've got a really. You guys still want to talk about Blake Wheeler? We're 9 2 and 1. Why do you always go right for the, the, the negative Blake stuff? Wheeler. Blake <laughs> Wheeler. Wheeler. What's that from? <laughs> That's Bill Burr. And Chris Johnard sent me that. He said it on a podcast. And Chris Johnard, one of our one of our one of the all time greats. Uh, you know, it, when there's a BSU Ring of Honor, he's the first name up there. He sent me that the other night. He's like, Bill Burr said this. I said this on a podcast. I had to get it for you, and uh, and I was able to download it. Yeah, I just so now. Like <laughs> I like it. I wish I could get him doing that for every player on the roster. Yeah. Uh, let me just say something about Chris Kreider. And I've been following this sport. I don't have to tell you. You know how old I am. I've been following the I have never seen anybody that is a tipping master like that guy is. There's nobody even close. I remember Joe Newendike was really good at that. Yes. He surpasses everything. Anybody I have ever seen that hand-eye uh, coordination is <sighs> off the chain. And, and the number they showed last night of the most tipping goals, I, I, I don't remember how far back that stat went. I think it was the last three, four, five years, something like that. Nobody is even close to him. He, his number was something like yeah. 70, and I feel like the Lubelsky next was, was second or something. But it was, but way it was way not a close second, yeah. And that is a guy that they have been saying, and you know, Pavelski for years. It was since 2015, I think they were keeping this stat, right? I think it was since 2015. Yeah, that that sounds about right. The Irish Frog is here. The who? The Irish Frog, Toad McGee. Oh, Toad McGee, how are you? You're a fine broth of a lad. Top of the morning to you. Top of the morning, Toad. Tula Rula. You know, 
you know, Anthony, you bring up a good point. I think he will because he's still got the legs and he's going to have the body. You know, he, he's a big boy. He's, you know, uh, and, and he's affordable. I mean, this guy is uh, a relatively nice contract. But we still want to talk about Blake Wheeler. We still want to talk about Capo Caco. Blake Wheeler. So, <laughs> I mean, I want to talk about the good things. I don't want to talk about the bad things. I want to talk about uh, Vinny Trocek, the much maligned Vinny Trocek, even by me. You can't by you by standing. <laughs> but see, I don't. I, listen, he takes annoying penalties, but this guy is he's always smiling. Himself, he's always smiling. That does smiled all the way to two goals last night. I would have to say, uh, really was pl- pleasantly supplied. Pleasantly supplied. Supplied by uh, that shot that he, he roofed right in the up, co- up corner real quick. A little bit louder on that one. It's all right. I always forget that he doesn't – that's not just a clip of him saying pleasantly supplies. He get, it, there's a preamble like most oh, things. Okay. Sorry. Uh, so I – You've got no problems with him. I mean, I, I'm giving accolades. I don't want to say no. Right here. Hold on. The, you know, I have, if there's one thing I have learned, and there isn't much I've learned, but if there's one thing I've learned, especially from my time spent with this woman, just listen to her. She knows what, she knows the right thing. Save the bad things for when it's bad. Right. There's never going to be a perfect Ranger team. They're nine, two, and one, or whatever they are. Whatever. Just do what Jen tells you. Hell, those standings. Why do I keep saying one? (laughs) Just do what Jen tells you. Yeah, they're nine, two, and one. Right. I agree. Everybody. People people are worrying about the playoffs. Worry when that gets here. Right. Some of you people out there in Rangeland didn't even think they were going to make the playoffs. Now, that's still good uh, uh, come to fruition, but. (laughs) Stryker's got it. Millie's words of wisdom. Millie. She have her own segment. <laughs> Millie's words of wisdom. Millie's, like Deep Thoughts with Jack Handy. Yeah. Millie's words of wisdom. I love it. Oh, that too. <clears throat> the Jim Ramsey too. And I, I know who was the culprit with this. That they came never came out with an official explanation why Jim. Why? Why do I care about this? It has nothing to do with what's going on now. The reason what you call it got hurt is because uh, Sebastian asshole went leg to leg with Adam Fox. Right. Philip Heedle, he, he, you know, he's been injured uh, under Jim Ramsey's tutelage before, and I'm sure he'll be injured again. Right. Uh, now, the goalies, I don't know so much. Let me ask you a question. I was talking. Uh, who was I talking to? Oh, let me ask you this. Now, we love and adore Igor Shesterkin. We can all agree with that. Although I'm sure I'll find somebody who says he's overrated because that's just how it works. Um, Do you think he's a bit of a diva? They all are, but Igor. Yeah, 
I think all goalies are to a certain extent. They are they are just a different breed. I think they all are. The best ones, I think they all are to a certain extent. They're all flaky, fluky. All flaky, yeah. You know, they're yeah, absolutely flighty, but I think it's the I think it's the mindset they have to create for themselves to be as good as they are at their craft to stand in front of a hundred mile an hour puck coming at you. I don't mind the diva stuff. You know, like when he when they, he's getting like fucking peppered with a million shots and he goes to the bench and he's like, come on, like that kind of stuff. I don't mind that. But it seems like when he gets touched or ran into or bumped, he will go down and it seems like it's 10 minutes. It's a 10 minute break. And 95% of the time, he will bounce back up and everything's all right. I'm just asking you. I guess the answer is no. But to me, I do see this as a common occurrence. I I just think that, I, I don't know. I, I think they're, 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 a little, they're a little dramatic. No, no, I, I don't. Richter was a, Richter was a different breed. I think, but I think I don't think back then goalies were were quite the same. What I they think are now? Yeah, I, I think they're all. I think they're all a little weird. And they always have been, but you know. <laughs> Wait. They're talking about him. So. Well, now he's got the perfumey. Right, he's got that cologne, Baba perfumey. Shampoo tends the Rangers' gold. <laughs> and then, you know, and sometimes I think of, well, maybe they milk it a little bit because they need a rest. That could be too. You know, they might just slow down the game that way or not. So, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like when he goes down, it's always like, uh-oh, we've lost Igor. <laughs> This, this, this is it. Yeah, he'll do a split, and we're like, oh, he's down with the... We tore, <laughs> we, yeah, we tore his Achilles, and then he's like, he gets it's back Achilles. up. You know, ACL, it's his knee, and then he's back up. So... I think he's 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 a little he's a little he's a little over dramatic. I, I think I don't know. They're all they're all they're weird. all whack. You're, they're all you know, weird. Patty Duke's right. They're all whack. We all know they're all whack job. They're they're eccentric. I think would be the word. They're all eccentric. Patty Duke's husband says Shesty is overly dramatic. See, wow. So I mean, uh, I don't know. It's just something I've noticed. And I'm sure the injury is real. I don't think he's like faking it. He's such a competitor. Um, but he better get back quick because we're losing guys like yeah, right. like flies. It's like Normandy out there. It is. <laughs> they drop it like Gettysburg. I mean, I don't I think quick is just he he had to play two straight games in a row and he's fatigued. What's his injury? I don't know. I don't know, but oh. yeah, he could, he could be as dramatic as he wants. I agree with Matt Morello. I don't care if he's Gregory Peck out there. Uh, Margaret, you are very, uh, you're a contrarian. Henrik was not a diva. He was and is a god. You, Brodeur, 
was the ultimate Eva. I'll agree with you there. Billy Smith would have been a serial killer if they hadn't been a he hadn't been a goalie. I, I don't know how you could say Hank wasn't a diva. Uh, I love him. I love him. Don't get me he, wrong. No, but he had diva qualities. I think they all do. If you're, I think they all do. If you're good at your game, you've got to have some divaness. That's even a word. I think. I, I think any. I think any guy that is at the top of his profession, whatever it is, has some divaness in him. He's got the hair. He's playing like us, at ball. the top of the at the top of the YouTubing profession. We are. Yeah. We have to have our hair and makeup just right. You know, our pre-show routine. We have to have our our green rooms. You know, we have our riders. The things we request. <laughs> oh, look! Khan is calling you to. He's calling you out. <laughs> Wait, here it is. Sorry, here it is. He's calling you out. I don't think I, I I didn't say he wasn't a diva. No. Oh. I, I I was taking to task. They stop the puck. I don't give a shit if they get carried out like Clea fucking Patra. I don't care. He, you know, Just a, stop the a, puck, baby. Would a diva throw his his defenseman under a bus if the, on a loss? Or the team under the bus? I think Hank would do that on occasion. Would a diva get Derek Stepan shipped off after Derek Stepan dared say something to him? <laughs> I'm just saying there could be an argument both ways. I mean, I uh, I don't think he was a diva in the fact that he only cared about himself. He was a a team player. He wanted the Rangers to win more than anybody. The guy was the best goalie in Ranger history. There is no doubt about it. It's close between him and John Davidson. But uh, I'm only kidding, by folks. It's only close with him, Doug Sotart, and probably Dunk Wilson. Uh, the definition of a diva is a famous female opera singer. Who is now? Who is that described more than Henrik Lundqvist? Ah, wow! I, this has caused quite a kerfuffle <laughs> in the chat room. <sighs> I did it there. I did it live for you. Uh, Rock, what do you think? Do you think Henrik Lundqvist was a diva? Somebody weigh in. How do we have a vote right now? How do I vote in the poll? How do you vote in the poll? How do I vote in the poll? Who is Jack Tours? I'm not. Jack Tours. Who? I don't know. It's you silly little freak. Who's the, that? I don't that's know a, that cultural. That's reaper. a Jerky Boys character. Jack Torres was the was oh. the gay character. Oh, okay. Could be at times. There you have it. You can mail in the ballots if you'd like. Right. John says. Yeah, we got to get John Brantian. Why I don't do it well enough? <laughs> okay, we got it from the psychiatrist. It's in. There. <laughs> Oh, you have to meet him face to face, Darwin. This is not a, a in a clinical setting, as they say. Get off this diva shit! Wow, Phil Reinfried is is hot. I guess uh, so. I don't know. Well, he's the greatest Ranger goalie ever to suit it up. So, absolutely. 
He can be whatever he wants. He can be an absolute for all I care. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, so we got a lot. Uh, Will Cooley with a goal last night. Diva. Will, Will Cooley's a diva now? No, I'm kidding. Love Will Cooley. Big fan of the Cooley. You like the Cooley? Oh, absolutely. I feel, yes. Tim he's very well. I like what he's adding. Uh, I wish he would be more consistent with the physical play. Last night he was very physical. Uh, but other than that, he's doing, he's, he's according himself well uh, as a Ranger. He's, he's doing so well that I'm kind of broken hearted that when we go down, we go to Hartford, but we're not going to see him there because he's, he's solidified a position. Chances are he will not be there. Michael Lakeham, you're right on top. That first two periods. And uh, <laughs> these, uh, what do you got? You people are just, of course, I'm drinking the Kool-Aid. The, the yeah. chat room is all over the place tonight. Yeah, I know. I'm seeing girls talking about boobs. Uh, I I don't know what's going on. I'm getting all exactly. flustered here. <laughs> I wish Capo would play like Tyler Pitlick at this point. <laughs> I mean, or, or Taylor Pyatt. Or Taylor Pyatt. Pisey. How about speaking of Zach Jones since Paul Slyker brought him up all the way from Lisbon? That's Zach Jones with those Adam Fox like moves and then the Red hey. Fox like defense. Yeah. That, <laughs> that was bad. But I'm going to tell you. Yeah, but you know what? That Cooley goal doesn't happen without Zachariah Jones. Zach was deacon people. Again, his defensive prowess is not the greatest. But uh, that could improve. I like the fact that this guy can hold on to the puck and make some moves. That's what Whether I like. He... But right now, it's good that at least he's a... we have him on the bench if needed, and we need him now. Well, you know, again, I, like I said last week or the week before, he more than likely has no future with his team. But while Fox is hurt, this is the best time to see what they have in him. And you know, and he could be tradable they, they, if they see this, they show throw a team a highlight reel. When they sign Patrick Kane and have to clear cap space, Zach Jones could be traded for a seventh round draft pick in three years. Mike says he's a diet Eric Carlson. I think he's a diet Neil. We Peon. always get the poor man's go. We he's always a diet get Neil the poor man. He's the poor man's the diet Neil Pionk. We never get the rich man's Neil Pionk. We get the yes. You know, uh, you know, he who was who was the uh, who was advertised as the poor man's Ryan McDonough? I forget who that was. Well, he turned out, know. you know, I, I I don't know. Some we always get the poor man. Oh, Darwin's blaming Kako on on Zabinajad. <clears throat> uh I don't know. I, I don't know what the answer is with that guy. I well, think it, he, he he's accountable for himself. I'm going to go back to uh, what the uh, Diaz. the draft analyst, what was that guy's name again? Steve Coriana said about him. Yes. His ceiling is up to him. And I think, uh, <coughs> you know, I. I John I Moore, know. thank you, Costa. 
you know, I know this is going to come out as xenophobic, kind of phobic, but I'm sick Uh-oh. and tired of these European players and these Russian players in the Rangers organization. I just have known everybody's a head case. Everybody's a non. Uh, I, the Rangers well, got to be done with that. Zabinajad's a European player. Yeah, but he came over from Ottawa. Okay. I'm, I'm talking about the ones they draft. Oh, okay. Those type of dudes. I'm done with, oh, he played in the man's league over there. <laughs> so that, you want you want to go back to drafting these North American boys? Yeah. These big Canadian farm boys, J, the JT Millers, the Brady Shays. Take the brusques out there. Okay. Those type of guys. Uh, and, he's, yeah, and, and he's channeling Don Cherry. <laughs> well, if there's now see, but you guys have to understand if you've been listening to this show or watching this show for years, who are my favorite type of players? I champion every certain countries, I'm enamored with them, the right? Russians. I love nobody was more on board with Evgeny Grachev than that man right there. That's right. The Russian rifleman. Pavel Buknevich. I still mourn the loss of him. The, the winter soldier. Kravtsov. I gave every chance to the bitter end. And the guy was a total bum. A total Andrew Yogan, I gave a great chance to. Holy cow, Michael. You really picked somebody out of the draft. Andrew Yogan. I think he was taken in the Ethan Warwick draft. (laughs) I'm just telling you what I feel. I watch these other teams, and yes, they have a, a good mix, and you should have a good mix. But really, I'm done with the Niels Lundqvist. Oh, he played with men. He played with men. Well, he can't play in the NHL. With the Leas Andersons. No, you don't want no more Nordics, is what you're saying. I'm not saying anything. I just no more fair-haired Scandinavian yeah. boys raised on IKEA furniture and Swedish I know meatballs. Off wrong, but and. Whatever they drink over there, you want a Canadian like a farm boy. To play in the NHL. I mean, it's a roll of dice, is it? I don't know. There's a lot of things. First of all, the Rangers don't handle anything well. <laughs> Got a billion dollars to spend on resources. Nemchino's daughter is talking to the Russians. Okay, they had cry to doing double duty, speaking five languages. Next week on the show, Rayo Rutzelainen. Yes. <laughs> He was good. Ah, Colester quoting my things with the phenophobia that I uh, induced down in Carolina. <laughs> you know, it means the end in French, right? Fin. Fin. Vitaly Kravtsov, by the way, 13 points in 16 games in the KHL. Bring Wonderful. him back. Wonderful. Right the wrong. Stay in Siberia. Bury the hatchet. Goodbye. Get out of here, you bum. <laughs> Again, NHL. I don't care about the KHL. Goodbye. Get out of here, you bum. 
It's like, how is that? Uh, isn't that Adam Sakura? He's one of those guys, too. How's he doing in Hartford? Uh, well, we're gonna we're gonna meet him in in a few short oh, weeks. It'd be nice. I love that Adam Zagura. Oh, he's from Slovakia. What's he doing? Uh, he's got uh, two points in nine games, two assists. Are we high on this guy? Isn't he supposed to be a guy? I think he's high. Don't say any, because these people, I guarantee these people we go with, they'll rat us out. Oh, Eddie really don't like you, Adam. He said he said you were a Jim bummer. said you get high all the time. Yeah, Jim said you get high all the time. That's why you you stink. Currently has two assists for the Hartford Wolfpack in nine games. Oh, wow. He's a kid. I know he's a kid. How about your boy there, Alex Trevino? There? We'll, we'll turn him around when we see him. We will. Oh, yeah. We'll 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 start the fire. Uh, team stats. Hold on. Do I know who's you want? You want know what's going on down there? The Connecticut Whale. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> well, the page isn't coming up on the. Uh... All right, don't worry about that. AHL website's the worst. Uh, well, the, the that's the Wolfpack website. Oh, wait a it's minute. all like in one. Sakura's nineteen to twenty. Well, do something. <laughs> it's time. It's time. I'm sick of tired of waiting. Nineteen twenty year olds. Yeah. Brett Berard. Brett Berard has two goals and six assists. How old is he? He's a he's a young one. <laughs> oh, now I'm 20, sick of tired. He's twenty. He's twenty one. Oh, yeah, that's an impact player right there. Bobby Trevino has one goal in six games down there. Oh, wow. Struggling, 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 struggling. Fading, fading. You're 19. You Matt Rempe. What? Matt Rempe, one goal. The Rempenstein? In nine games. Johnny Brzezinski's leading the leading the Wolfpack in scoring. Mr. Foray himself, Victor Diaz. He was drafted like in 2018, I think. Nah, probably a little bit later than that. Oh, no. Anyway. All right, let's go back to the big team. I'm just saying, I I got a feeling that I I just want... Yeah, the the Q is just an overrated, you know. Everybody gets high score. Yeah, yeah. Where's Othman? The Othman prophecy. He's still stuck on those same two goals he scored. I think it was opening night. He's two goals, five assists. Wow. He's Canadian. We'll keep him. He's stagnated down there. That's all. He knows he needs to be with the big boys. And oh yeah, that's it. I love all the justifications. We need. We will. We will show up there next month, and I'll gladly shake that man's hand. We'll pep talk him. Look, your time is coming. The time is coming. Just wait. Your time is coming. Pretty soon, Lafreniere and Kako are going to be shipped out of here, so you'll get your chance. Right. By the way, speaking of that Hartford trip, BSU takeover, which, by the way, you know, closed. Tickets are bought. We are in. We have 34 people going to this game, Eddie. 34. Oh, wow. 34. We are doubling the attendance for the Hartford Wolfpack that night. 
usually I would say yes, but it is Sonar's birthday. The kids come out and the whole bit. We are, yeah, but they had, there were plenty of good seats still available. I mean, let's put it that way. Uh, the people around there don't want to go for the $20. They, they want to be in the cheap seats. 34 <laughs> people. That will be fantastic. Yes. Fantastic. Speaking of attendance, we'll bring this up real quick because I would be remiss if I didn't. Did you see this, Eddie? No, I didn't. A new attendance low at the UBS Arena, 13,000 strong, chanting, Lou must go, Lane must go, Trottier must go, take down the Bobby Nystrom banners. Wow. So this It's all going to, very well. Uh, are you trying to tell me <clears throat> in a way that the – Shine is off this turd. The bloom is off the rose. The bloom is off the rose. Now, I like this arena. I do not like Islander fans. Now, aren't the Islanders doing reasonably well? I mean, what are they? They're uh, the Islanders are in fourth five, place. Five, three, and three. Five, three, and three. They're in fourth place. I mean, that's not that bad. No, but the, the the teams behind them are pretty bad. So, uh, you know, I'm wondering if that's what's holding them up. Yeah. I mean, they got the Capitals, the Blue Jackets, the Flyers, and uh, and who did I forget? The Penguins behind Pittsburgh. them? Pittsburgh. I'm wondering. Pittsburgh, they don't start playing hockey in Pittsburgh until after January 1st. Yeah, you, you keep saying that. And I, I'm well, I still, I'm going to go with you on that. And it's not like uh, the Caps and Blue Jackets and Flyers are good. But finally, the Flyers have come back to earth. They're three, six, and one in the last ten after getting a good start. John Columbia Spano is a personal hero of mine. Who is John Spano? Wow, he did a great job. Bought the Islanders with a with a check for fifteen hundred dollars. That was no good. Still Amazing. one of the greatest stories of all time. You can't make this stuff up. So, right. and then somebody posted, I think at Costco or one of the big box stores there, you can get two Islander tickets and a coupon and and a, and a car and, and a car <laughs> yeah, and a car for like one hundred twenty dollars. Yeah. they they do that in Jersey too for Devils tickets. I know that. So, so it's not that much of a disgrace. Yeah, I don't know if they I, – I honestly don't know if they do it for Flyers tickets here in PA. I, I don't think so, but – Right. Look, the Rangers aren't discounting anything, so. Oh, no. They're pushing you to get tickets. I heard on the radio the other night, Chris Kreider doing an ad for get your Ranger tickets. Oh. Yep. You need to be here. Hard. That's what Sam tells me. What does he say? You need to be here. That's the that's Sam's line. Oh boy. And then oh. they show the, they show that picture of three people you've never ever seen at a hockey game. Right. Uh so let's let's break it down individually. Uh well, I guess we'll talk about it. The big the the big uh I said kerfuffle already. <laughs> the big uh, hullabaloo was <clears throat> the changing of Kako from the first line to put Blake wheelchair 
up there and demote. Kaka, what are you doing? He needs ice time. Blake Wheeler. Uh, so what do you think about this? What, what was your take and what's the take of the chat room? I know a lot of it was like, and what do you think about the coach's explanation about it? Well, the coach's explanation was that he didn't feel like he was getting enough out of the first line. He didn't feel like they were, he didn't feel like that line as a unit was gelling. So he was going to try something different. What do I care? They keep winning. I don't care. I don't care. If, I don't, I don't care if they, if they get to the playoffs and if they get to the, and if they make a cup run, I don't care if Capo Caco ever scores a goal. All I care about is that they're, they're, they're winning. They're in first place. That's it. That's all I care about. Our Terry Panarin is, is is off to a blistering start. I mean, he is approaching a record that Roger Bear set 50 years ago. Pretty impressive. Uh, and yes, obviously, it's what it's going to come down to is what he's in the playoffs, what he does in the playoffs. But for right now, I'm enjoying what what he's doing now because that's all I can worry about. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, exactly. I, what I did we say before? Uh, worry about the bad things when things are bad, or something. Right. Worry about the bad things when things are bad. I I, I can't go. I don't know what's going to happen in the place. Why am I going to torture myself saying, well, look at this. This is an indication they're not going to do well in the playoffs. Well, well, okay, I won't be happy they won. I'm I'm never going to be happy. I just can't can't roll that way at this point in my life. The way I look at it is Capo Caco isn't playing well. Lafreniere is kind of stalled after his hot start. Is it preventing them from winning? No. Then I don't worry about it. I don't worry about it yet. But, I mean. I can't sit here and focus on, oh, God, this guy's not. To be the devil's advocate. Yes. We certainly would like to see a little improvement in their game. I mean, even if it doesn't translate into goals. I think that adds to the frustration of both of these guys that I don't really see. I don't know. I, I It's all there in flashes. But very minute. Like, we really have to dig for these flashes. Oh, Kako, good puck possession. Right. No, you were the number two overall pick. We need more. <clears throat> we need we haven't more. Even, we haven't even mentioned the other number one pick. Who is hurt again and got hurt after our last show? Filipino? Filipino. We haven't even mentioned him yet. Heedle. Starting to get a little worrisome with the concussions. I mean, this is what, three already? A sixth. No, I'm six okay. concussions. <laughs> last week he had six concussions. Yeah. He's giving Lindros a uh, run for his money over here. And, and Philip Edel, despite being in the in the league 19 years, is only 22 years old. <laughs> you know, in the all season, I feel like we're always sold some bad. What is it? Sold a bag of goods or whatever. Of, oh look, he's all beefed up now. Look at Edel. He's Hercules on ice. Look at him. <laughs> and then boom. He's peanut brittle. Philip peanut brittle. Philip Brittle. My grandmother used to like that stuff, the peanut brittle. They still make that? I'm sure they do. That thing used to destroy your teeth. Yeah, I was never a big fan. Rock is saying this is his fifth concussion? No. Not sure. Don't tell me. It's if- it. 
it's at least three. I thought I I thought I read in the paper the other day that it was three, but even three is a lot. You know, Rock wouldn't lie to us. So if he says five, I don't know. The Rangers okay. need to well, get better. Okay, Phil. Well, Phil, I'll, I'll be up all night worried about them being better then. If that'll make you feel better, I'll be worried about it. You're going to get me better. Well, I mean, again, I'm not about to lose my shit on Wheeler yet. I, I could be there in another week. Right. But, I, you know, I got to give the Rangers a winning. I got to give this everybody some leeway at this point. Once they start losing, maybe I'll catch up to the rest of you and fucking hate these guys. Right. But right now. And then the and then the Phil Renfields of the world, the Renfrides well, of the Reinfrides of the world. You know, he could better. be right. He could be right. But I'm not gonna worry about it when they're in first place and they're nine and two. If they were two and nine, I'd be sitting here losing my shit on everybody. But okay. I can't be that fan. I can't be. Well, I I'm too old. I've been watching this this team too long. I know, but I wanna, you know. Maybe uh I mean, he's not making a lot of money, but now you're getting what you paid for with this guy. <laughs> but what I'm saying is maybe there's some alternatives. You know, uh, you know, that, but I, I don't know of any. You know, uh, you know, so. Oh, uh, here we go with the. I, 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 Sean, are you planting these people in with the. <laughs> I am not talking about Patrick Kane again, and I try not to, and these guys come in and they want to talk about Patrick Kane. I don't care. Mr. Hip resurfacing, if you haven't heard, didn't Nicholas Backstrom have this hip resurfacing? And guess what? He's out for the season. He's taken off. He's gone so. <laughs> and then Patrick Kane. He's doing a Susan Wolman. Yeah. Oh my God! It's Patrick Kane. That's sure we do cover better uh, the media. He's he's got one assist and a, a dreadful, woeful minus four. Wow! Look at some of the minuses. Uh, on uh, somebody got to be worse than him. Minus four is not like get him off the fucking team. And. I, Listen, I don't want to get to Patrick Kane until we got to get to him, but let's not forget my esteemed host here, co-host. Uh, what did I do? Well, no, you made the... <clears throat> was it you? No, actually, I think it was Russ Cohen who actually made it. But I think you agreed with them. That when Kane came to the Rangers last year, they had to change everything. Jesus Christ. What's going on? I'm just looking at the I'm looking at the plus minus numbers. I'm sorry. And and like six of the top five of the top six guys in plus minus are all San Jose Sharks, including the great Anthony Duke. I do declare. I do declare. He's a minus twelve. That's Timo Timo Myers, a minus nine for the Devils. I know for the Devils, yes. He's not off to a good start. I don't know. Connor Bedard's a minus eight. Yeah, they stink. Was he at three goals, four goals? Three. Uh, he's got five goals. 
five. That's pretty good. All right. Uh, so I was thinking know, twenty minus out. four after twelve games. It doesn't scream to me. You are the worst player I've ever seen. Especially, how come people only want to focus on a guy's plus minus when it's a minus? When you say it's a plus, oh, that stat doesn't mean anything. Yeah, that that, that stat is that. useless. But it was a minus four. He's a minus five. It's awful. But, but if he, he's a if, plus five. Oh, that doesn't mean anything. Uh, yeah, he still stinks. See, like you know, you could do. But I hear you. I, I get I get the frustration. You want to see some guys succeed. He was as shiny as the new shiny toy was got in the offseason. Right. For a hundred I mean for a million you know, dollars. Right. A million dollars. He's a cheap toy they picked up at Goodwill. It's not like, you know, it's not like we got five years invested in this guy for fifty million dollars. But I think people they saw a stats from last year and said, okay. He's not going to put up those kind of stats, but he he could get the you know he could be reasonably good. He he's he struggled. He looks slow. I know that's never been his forte, but uh, you know who I do like, and uh, took a lot of guff for this guy because he was a favorite of mine his first time around. How you like this Jimmy Vesey? I've always liked Jimmy Vesey, but how do you like two point I like I, him. I, I like him. Kind of time. They had a good game last night. They did have a good game. They did have a good game. I, I think the fourth line has been pretty good all season. I just wish they had a little bit more toughness. I hate to be a Bluto on this, but I feel when the Rangers play the body, uh, and they just really don't have – They've got Truba and they've got Cooley, and that is it. And By the way, not- Jen, just, Jen just mentioned it in uh, in the chat. Did you happen to see, speaking of toughness, everybody's favorite go-to name for toughness? Did you hear? Did you hear uh, Sean Avery go off on Ryan Reeves? No, I did not. All right, let me see if I can find this. Let me see if I can pull this. We up. should have a segment. Uh... Stupid Sean uh, for Avery. Sean Avery comes on and didn't he take Vinny Trocek to fucking task and Vinny's just been lighting it up since? Uh, Hang on. Yes, uh... I agree with you. Yes, Goodrow's six minors is really affecting my view. All right, here we go. Toronto Maple Leaf fans, do you understand how bad Ryan Reeves is as a hockey player? You signed him as the savior, as protection for Austin, Mitch, and Willie. Ryan Reeves is minus eight in 11 games. Bill Mickelson, 1974-75, Washington Capitals, minus 82. Could you imagine Ryan Reeves? <laughs> do you think Do you think he knew that that guy was minus 82? No. Or do you think he had to go look like, who's the worst plus minus of all time? I can't wait for him to say Nicholson was also a black player. (laughs) Being (laughs) negative, minus 82. Not the temperature. That's his plus minus. It's tough to get to minus 82 in Canada. There's parts where you can get to minus 50. (laughs) Do you have any idea how cold minus 50 is? (laughs) It's about as cold as Ryan Reeves' game. Toronto Maple Leaf fans, do you understand? Hold on, this was the better one. The problem with Ryan Reeves is I'm not sure he's a protector. He's minus 8. We know how bad he is. He can't skate, shoot, pass in the modern day NHL. That's obvious. 
but Brad Marchand can opens Lilgren, one of your better defensemen. It's game 11. You lost the game anyways. Where was Ryan Reeves? I saw his interview the next day. He was talking about, I didn't get matched up with Brad Marchand. But you need to find a way to make Brad Marchand still be afraid of you. The problem with Ryan Reeves... <laughs> well, yeah, I, I had a problem with like this. Uh, uh, with him when he was a ranger. He just grabbed the... You know... Uh, and Larry Brooks, Larry, Larry Brooks also brought up Ryan Reeves in, in one of his columns in the last couple of days and, and, you know, basically said, you know, the same thing, Ryan Reeves, just, there's, there's nothing there anymore. There it's was a rock who's in this chat room right now and said it four years ago. We all agreed. He's telling, he can't skate. Oh, here, here the concept of Ryan Reeves acting as either a deterrent or an avenger was once again exposed as one of the NHL's greatest myths when number 75 sat idly by when Toronto teammate Timothy Lilligren was injured by Brad Marchand's patented can opener move toward the end of the first period. Oh, there was some yapping toward the Boston captain from the bench in the wake of the unpenalized reckless play that sent the defenseman crashing into the boards and onto the LTIR. That, however, represented the sum and substance of the Maple Leafs' response that featured one-time Bruin rental and current Leafs winger Tyler Bertuzzi smirking and laughing at the end of, on the end of the bench. It's not about matching up against another goon. Timothy Lilligren, whatever the high pronounce his name. I think it's Lilligren. Right. If you're Ryan Reeves, you take... You go after David Pasternak, and you start punching him. That's it. Uh, you go after my skill guy, guess what? I just start punching that Pasternak in the face. Here's um, uh, Maybe Reeves it does add a dollop of courage to more contact-adverse teammates. That's what I'm always told by folks on teams who hire the winger. I have a hard time believing there is a tangible impact to that. I think that is just what people say because it's what people always say about players like that. Off his years plus with the Rangers, Reeves is a huge, quite likable personality who adds charisma to the room but has little constructive impact on the game after the initial sugar rush of number 75's presence. That's right. Reeves will fight if he has been personally aggrieved, but teammates not so much. Though That should have been established for all time when Reeves did not deign to respond to P.K. Subban's reckless, slew-footish takedown of Sammy Blay at the Garden in oh, November of 2021. He's going to win the Pulitzer for this. this is absolutely <laughs> great analysis. I can't wait, believe it came from Dance and Larry Brooks. The slew-footish takedown of Sammy Blay at the Garden in mid-November 2021 that ruined the wingers, the wingers' nascent career. There was nothing to see there, just as there was nothing to see in Boston. There is no such thing as deterrence in the NHL. There was only retribution. And for the Maple Leafs last week, there was neither. And the elite author makes a good point. How come Larry didn't say this when Reeves was here? I don't know that he didn't. I don't know. I don't, I don't remember I don't, that. I, mean, I don't keep track of Larry Brooks' archives. He's probably worried know. about his access so he doesn't say shit. You hear me, Larry? You're a coward. You know, I know you're listening and you're watching. <laughs> I know you're, you're one foot out the door with this uh, 
uh, range of beat shit, which uh, nobody gives a fuck about. Nobody's reading a paper anymore, Larry. Um, so it doesn't really, it, it makes you feel good when you get a guy like this. Like you said, the elation. But revenge is dead in hockey. It, it's dead. It's a whole different generation. It's a whole different type of hockey now. You can't even hit somebody cleanly without everybody getting fucking crazy. All right. So in, uh, so I went and looked. June 28th of 2018, when Larry Brooks reported that the Rangers were after Ryan Reeves, he did say, the time of brawlers is done forever in the NHL, and no one seriously believes a single player can act as an immutable de- as an immutable ah. deterrent on the ice. But credible strength is necessary, and the amount of comfort Reeves or a player with the same characteristics is likely to be able to provide the young group assembled by management is important. Okay, well, can we can we agree... With the Tom Wilson roughing up of Buknevich and Panarin, that whole that uh, bill still hasn't anecdote, come through. The, the, the <laughs> antidote for that was an abject failure. Can we all agree on that? Didn't Ryan Reeves? Then they open up against Washington that year, and he didn't fight him. I mean, that should have been the first order of business. And yes, he's the Lenny Harris of the Rangers. When Lenny Harris was on the Mets, this is, I don't know, 50, 20, always great in the club. He makes everybody laugh. But he sucked. So this is, how do you not learn? Toronto's just throwing bad money after bad money at people. So that's Cutter's team, not my team. I don't. He's not our problem anymore. Right. So as far as I, I, I'm, I, I really like the way Jimmy Vesey's playing. Yes, getting back to Jimmy Vesey. Yes. I really think he's been a surprise. I didn't think he would survive the uh a drink. I didn't think he would su- have survived the Lavulet uh taking over. I thought he was, you know, but he's really he's turned into a good penalty killer. He's not a complete like why didn't I I'm curious well I just want to stop you. Why didn't you think he'd he'd survive Laviolette? I thought Laviolette would probably have a couple forwards in his back pocket. More his guy, like, you mean guys that he's traveled with? Yes, yeah. His, you know. On his world tour of the Metropolitan Division? Yeah, yeah, like, you know, kind of like gotcha. Eric Gustafson, who let's let's give credit to the guy. The guy's been good. Yes. He's been good. He's I been, agree. You know, and I don't feel that he's, you know, there's certainly a drop-off between him and Fox, but I mean... He's capable there. And that's all you need is capable. So um I uh I I 
again, I really have no qualms with the Rangers. Sure, I would like to win six nothing, give Jonathan Quick another shutout, but they're winning. These points that they're getting, you can't give back. These are points they're gaining. And this division does not look that good. I mean, the Devils with this use and use is week to week. Yeah. Well, I mean, and, and, and you know, we got to talk about. We didn't even get to the. We didn't talk about the Carolina game last week, which was a, which was a, a gritty, hard fought, yeah, ugly, grinding. Game. Just, you know, playoff. I, I hate to, but it was. Yeah, I know, but it, it was tight. It was tight like that. It was the, neither team was given up much. I mean, there were the Rangers outshot Carolina. Uh, no, I'm never sorry. Never outshoot Carolina. Carolina outshot the Rangers 27-26. Rangers outshot them in the first period. Yeah, they were. Yeah, Carolina got it at the end, but Kreider, you know, another power play goal for him, and then uh, and then Jarvis scored in that game, and then uh, Cooley about halfway through the third got them to win. But I mean, that was just a tight. But that's Carolina. You got to know how to win those type of games, though. Yeah. And, you know, again, if I was a Hurricane fan, I'd be very frustrated when we play the Rangers, when they play the Rangers. They can't beat the Rangers. Now, they couldn't beat them on the Gallant for the most part. And they, what was it, a couple of years back, we beat them in the playoffs. And now Lavuletta, former coach, can't beat Brindamore, uh, beats Brindamore, who I think is one of the better coaches in the league. But if he doesn't win, now they lost Freddie Anderson. Their goaltender, who I don't think is all that great, but now it's Lanty Ranta. Or Anti Ranta, as he called in some parts. Now, is there going to be their goalie? Anderson's got a blood clot issue. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a, I'm gonna give you a stat right now because I just looked this up. It's gonna blow your mind. Blow it, baby. You're literally gonna want to put your fingers over your ears just to make sure that your mind doesn't blow out here. I uh, and I'm not. The New York Rangers are tied for second in the league in face-off winning percentage. What? Boom. <laughs> second in the league. It's not good enough. Blake Wheeler isn't scoring. You know who they're tied with? The San Jose Sharks. They can what? win face-offs. They just can't win games. Ah. How come the, the, the Sharks are good in a couple categories, but they can't win? But, they, but they're not winning. They block the, the most shots, and they're good on faceoffs. The Rangers as a team are 54.9% on faceoffs. And, I mean, you know, Carolina, they were 51.6. Minnesota, they were 59.2. Last night, they were 58.5. It's that's, – that's not – you know, it's, it's kind of becoming – the norm. The norm. They're, they're winning the faceoffs every night. You know, this isn't just the Rangers had a good night on faceoffs. The Rangers are a good faceoff team all of a sudden. When was the last time we had this? Never. <laughs> Everybody's giving kudos to Michael Pekka. It can't be a coincidence, right? Yeah, but the, like guys like Philip Brittle, they, they were still staying at the same. It's just it's goddamn Vinny Trocek. Trocek's been really good on faceoffs. He's been fantastic. What's Mika at? Uh, hang on, I'm I'm 
actually, I'm just going to pull up their stats in just a second here. Chris is uh, right. Not since Messier days have we been dominant. Let's see. Um, New York Rangers. There we go. Okay. That's uh, this year. Here we go. Um, I had the stats up, but I closed the window by accident. Oh, don't worry. I'm... Uh, Philip Heedle is at 43.3% and holding. Vinny Trocek, 63%. That's sick. That's on the worldly. And not only, not only... Uh, is he 63% on faceoffs? But he has taken by far the most faceoffs on the team. He's taken 131. Uh, no, excuse me. He's taken almost 200 faceoffs. The closest to him is Mika, who's taken 175 faceoffs. See what Ron Kaminsky 63%. Uh, oh, by the way, by the way, Blake Wheeler is 100% on faceoffs. I love him on faceoffs. He's taken six faceoffs, he's won all six. Invaluable. <laughs> uh, I like what Ron Kaminsky said. I heard, also heard Laviolette talk about faceoffs as a team effort. So they have some strategy on winning faceoffs. Nick Bonino, 57.9. Let's not underscore or underestimate his, what he brings too. He's won 73 faceoffs, which. You know, fifty win seventy three out of one hundred and twenty six faceoffs. It's not bad for a guy who's only getting eleven minutes of ice time a night. No, it's good, especially in. But there's only head. one guy on the team who's a hundred percent on faceoffs, Eddie Blake Wheeler. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe make a center ice out of it. Move the center, play with uh, play instead of Heedle. I don't know if they're practicing shootouts. I, you know, speaking about shootouts, that the Minnesota game, how good? Well, first of all, how good is Matt Zuccarello on those fucking? I mean, it's in the bag out the door when that guy has it. Yeah, I, you know, I was surprised that his percentage was just lower than I thought it was. Good. They, I think they said he was. I feel, he like, was I feel like fifty. Per, I, I feel like he's never missed. Yeah. And I literally thought to myself, if they get to the shootout, they're going to have to score at least twice because Zuccarello's getting one. Right. That's what I thought, too. What did you guys think of the Panarin shootout goal? Do you think that was kind of cheese? Or, I mean, of course we accepted it. We loved it. But him basically stopping at the front of the net. Do you have well, any problem they, with that if it's they, done by another player on another team? Are we just happy with the result? Well, they said Fleury hit his stick, right? Which was why it still counted. Uh huh. Why he was still able to play the puck because Fleury brought his stick down and hit Panarin's stick. I think was the was the explanation. I know they, they reviewed. But it look, they, we got a fluky goal in the shootout. We lost because of a fluky goal in the shootout. Oh, that was bounces off Quick's back. I mean, it was. Just I ridiculous. mean, that was. I mean, I was glad. I fucking hate the shootout, by the way. 
And that three-on-three, the three-on-three, it's completely gone the other way for the purpose it was supposed to serve. Uh, It is no longer this exciting up and down it that is very weird. It can be still. But that's that's not the that's the exception, not it's the 50, normal. 50. It's keep away. It's just keep away. Don't make a mistake. And everybody's just circling. Changing Aren't lines undefeated in the three on three this year. Yes, uh, they are. And it will continue that way. Well, they just play keep away. No, they wait no, for a no, break. No. They've won two games. I think well, you're games, right. Yeah. You make a good point that once they figured it out, that it's not a let's go for it, open it up. But the original idea behind this and the and the way it was originally played was this breakneck up and down Chinese right. fire drill. Excuse my impolitically correct term. I don't worry about. And it. that has stopped. That is, these three on threes have become just. Pass the puck. Don't give it away. Just pray, and then we'll oh, get to the shootout. We'll, the whole we'll take our, we'll take our, we'll take our chances. But the teams don't even enter the zones. They just circle in the neutral zone until it's time to change. It's terrible. Then you can get a break. I'm saying it's 50-50 Whether you're going to get it, good. Uh, Go I back to four enjoy. on four. I do not like the shutout. Go back that, to four on four. I go on record as saying. I do not like the shootout. Like you've said many times, it reminds me of North American Soccer League penalty kicks with that loser point. It's stupid. Make it for the win or do something with it. I like three on three. It's exciting. One mistake and the other team can come down and score. You shoot the puck wide and the other team can come down. It gets hairy at times. I like the idea that some I forget who had it a couple of years ago, and I've suggested it before. One on four on four on four for five minutes. If you don't get a winner in five minutes, then go to three on three for five minutes. That's not bad. But what happens if nothing happens on three on three? Then uh, I don't know. The game doesn't count. I I don't care. (laughs) Game doesn't count. Rescheduled. You play a double header the next night. I don't know. Then you have a shootout. I don't whatever, or you ended a tie. I don't care. I don't know, but I just think the three on three has has lost what lost sight of what it was created for. Right. Okay. Bring back the tie. Kissing your sister, Sam. Bring back the tie, and you get better OT. It's like it's Mike Lakeham is saying. I have no problem with that. I have no problem with that. Maybe you get a tie and you're only guaranteed a point after the overtime. Maybe you'd go for it so you get the two points. You think that would be uh, that psychology it works? What about you, Darwin Bushman? You still listening? Or what are you doing? Seeing patients in between this, uh, the, 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 the ramblings of us two men? He might maybe he fell asleep. It's probably like, I don't know. I don't know what the hell time it is. Where It's like 4 o'clock Sunday where he is. I don't know. I don't know. Three points for a win in regulation. Two points. What do we got? I like, three points for a win in regulation. Two points uh, for winning an OT. And a point for a shootout win. Now, there's too many records are going to be skewed. I feel like, yeah, I think that's too. That's too federal government-y for me. 
Four on four, then three on three, and then he misses the 10 15 to Ron Kakama. That's right. That's right. That's funny. Jeez. I haven't even been to Penn Station since they redid it. Is it done? Because nothing in New York is ever done. No, nothing's ever done. No, it's not done. Oh, okay. Uh, that one league had that. There's some crazy professional fighters league, I think, had that. Anyway, uh, getting back to the Rangers, uh, Braden Schneider looks like he's playing a little bit better after a slow start. Trying to see who else is. Uh, uh, we we got it a little bit. The the shootout. Overtime crack because we were talking about the Minnesota Minnesota game, which was kind of fluky the way it went in on quick. But I was like, they're on the road. I'll take the game. I'll take a point on the road. Talk about it, baby. December 2nd is our next and first viewing party of the 2023-24 season at McHale's. Saturday, December 2nd. Ah. McHale's, New York City. Yes. 8th Avenue, 51st Street. Rangers taking on the Predators. Come out and hang out with us. Crazy bunch of fans. We have a great time. Last last viewing party was one of our most, one of our highest attended, which is not bad considering we've been doing this for almost 15 years. Not bad that we can you. still put asses in the seats, my friend. That's right. I want to tell you something. Somebody messaged me about Idiot Box doing a gig on December 2nd uh, for a toy drive. And I said, fuck that shit. I got a fucking BSU party to be at. So I basically, I basically told him... Kids can get their toys elsewhere. Right. And uh, I'm going to be drinking and laughing and partaking in the Ranger frivolity. Right. De- December is is Blue Shirt Underground Month. We've got the viewing party on the second, and then we've got this, in, this gigantic gypsy caravan making its way up to Hartford. Hey, Russ, good to see you. Yeah, Russ, don't um, worry about it. Ed Rubenstein and, will be in New Paltz. And Patty Duke, <laughs> I don't know what's keeping you back. Right. From this. I know you, you You may have some, uh, you know, shyness, social anxiety issues. I can guarantee everyone there has the same thing. Probably worse. Right. I know a few people. We check our phobias there. at the door. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, three quarters of these people belong in a mental institution, <laughs> including yours truly. Yes, so that's it, right. Yes, raffle raffles and uh, and giveaways. We always have a lot of stuff to raffle off. Giveaways. Uh, come on out. Mikhail's is a great place. They give us the the whole upper floor. They take great care of us. They've got awesome bartenders. Paul Mikhail is a great guy. He has. He has been uh, very accommodating to us. Jen will be there. Yes, you get to hang out with Jen. Everybody loves Jen. Everybody loves Chris. Everybody loves hanging out with the women of the Blue Shirt Underground, the, 
the first ladies of the blue shirt underground. Yes. So. Patty, you can wear whatever kind of costume you want. I know, Kat. I it's mean, New York City. Nobody's going to notice. Yes. We're in the theater district over there. So it's like they'll think right. you played a unicorn in a play across the street. <coughs> oh, Joe, wicked clothes, Joe. Oh, did Joe. It? I think it did. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. We were, uh, Mikhail's is right across from whatever theater that was. Oh, Steely oh. Dan, Joe. Oh. Uh, so it is and going to be. Costa will be at the viewing party. Costa I mean, is best experienced live. Worth the price of admission. I mean, you see him in our intro. That doesn't even begin to describe Costa and all that he is. And he is. He is a lot of fun at our viewing parties. He is loud. He is I love him. You know why I love he him? Because that, that 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 swanky theater crowd that come up, they kind of like walk past us, like the the hoi polloi, as you would say, right, with the great poupon. Yeah, and then it's the f bombs, and it's the everything. It's the right. whole nine. And he always delivers, and he's a great guy. Right. He never disappoints. He's a good sport. What? What? There will be a count of how many times he waves this at the TV at the refs. Glasses! Glasses! <laughs> and there will be uh, his verbal tirades against our captain, Jacob Truba. <laughs> he is uh he, he but uh, yeah he it's is, not he just is, him it's the whole nine it's it's, the it's everybody it's it's Connor. it's the johnerts it's it's, it's the everybody kit and caboodle it's the it's the family the family it is quite the community that we have that we have brought together and, and eddie and i eddie and i we just we just we set we go into mikhail's we set up the three rings we cue the music <laughs> and let the show begin. Uh, Jim is, I mean, I feel like, Jim, you have like, and I'm sure you have this, because you, you're you're an organizer. You said you're a planner. I am. He is like, you would think this man taught everybody at an Elks Lodge, like, how to operate. He's <laughs> doing raffles. He's doing this, Lodge. that. And I just... I just basically just kind of like, you know, circulate and talk to all the people. Then ask to my wife, uh, what's that guy's name again? And I'm like, <laughs> because I think I have that thing Brad Pitt has now, that aphasia, not, uh, where you don't recognize people or something. Well, uh, but I do know most of the people. It's not that bad, but uh, sometime. Uh, you mean so Bruce Willis? No, does he have that, or he's just mental? Well, it, it's he's. I think Bruce he's forgotten Willis. everything. <laughs> he, I think, aphasia. I think is what Bruce Willis has. But anyway, it, it, it's a it's a blast. We have a lot of fun, and it's loud. We chant. We, you know, it's like we we bring a little bit of the nineteen seventies blue seats to to a to a Broadway bar on <laughs> in New York City, and they love us there. 
They, they love us. They, they love us. They don't get boys. fans like us. You know, the, the Slattery's, Slattery's has, you know, Slattery's is a great bar too, but, you know, we're, we're, we're competing with a lot of business at Slattery's. You know, they have the, they have the North Carolina fans that come in and watch the games there, and they're a crazy bunch. They have the Miami Dolphin fans that come in there. That's their headquarters in New York City. And, and they do a lot of UFC stuff. And McHale's doesn't have that. So McHale's loves us. We come in and we're, you know, we're the we're the we're the lunch pail crowd. And we come in and we're and we're loud and we're rambunctious. And we, you know, we don't we don't drink champagne and we don't we we're not ordering cosmos and you know we're 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 beer and pretzels and give us our mozzarella sticks. That's right. Just in Brad Pitt has what they call uh, uh, face blindness, which is a rare, rare neurological disorder known as prosopagnosia. So that's what I got. Oh, okay. So I'm face blind. I don't know. I just meet so many people now between the show and the group. It's just, you know, you know, I get overwhelmed very easy. Thank God I have a, a wife that helps me out because it's, it's... But anyway, enough of this diatribe. Let's get back. It's going to be fun. It's going to be joyous. It's going to be wonderful. I, I mean, we've been doing this for how many years, Jim? I mean, sometimes I lose track of how many we've done. Uh, yeah, Chris Johnard is the keeper of the uh, the archives, and I don't have the... Uh... The latest count, I, I we're, we're approaching, we're in the upper 20s, I believe, at this point. Uh, and we have a good record at viewing parties. We only lost like six or seven times. Yeah, we do well. We've done well. And last last uh, last viewing party at McHale's, was, we got off the McHale Schneid because they hadn't won at McHale's yet. We, we took care of that with the overtime win against Buffalo. So, so we got that monkey off our back. Going to miss you, uh, Joe. Joe usually sits at the bar and commiserates with the other range of fans. There's certain guys yes, who like will, to stay at the bar. We will miss you. Yes, there's there's a group that yeah that that like to immediately grab their stool and that's you know that's their perch and that's, that's great. I like thing, that man. because we have we have certain fans that like to sit at the bar and they hold court. I like that. You know what I mean? They're the they're holding court. They're telling the stories. They're you know they're keeping yeah. everybody involved, and everybody's gravitating to it. It's just a it's it's a fantastic dynamic that we have at our viewing party. And we're not just saying it's because we we got anything to gain from it because it's not like these other viewing parties where they charge you and stuff. Right. Like that. We're just right. letting you in. It's a, it's a good thing. Eddie and I, you know, we 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 use the Patreon money. We buy raffle gifts. We raffle it off. And, you know, in the end of the day, by the time we're done, we break even. So you yeah. know, we're not. You know, it's not a money-making venture for us. We just do it because it's it's fun. We love getting everybody together, and and uh, you know, we're, not, we're, not gonna, we're never going to charge you a cover. No, I mean, people are going to pay a cover to come in and see us. The fuck out of here! <laughs> I wouldn't pay to see me. <laughs> I'd pay to see you. Oh, you're a wonderful man. I'd pay to see you. You're wonderful. I wish you a million dollars. Well, I think that's about it. So anyway. It's gonna be a great day. I, I I certainly hope you can make it. And then and then we got the Hartford trip just two weeks later. That's gonna be fantastic. Bring your wife. Bring your wife. Bring the kitties. Bring the wife. Guaranteed to have the time of your life. 
Uh, so th- I think that's about it. Now, who are the Rangers got coming up? Oh, yeah, Minnesota, Columbus. Minnesota, Columbus. Win. And then, and then they are off all of next week. They play Saturday in Newark against the Devils. Saturday, Ooh. November 18th. But then they got a tough stretch. Then it gets a little tougher. Going to play every other night, back-to-back uh, Black Friday and Saturday, a couple of afternoon games, Flyers on Black Friday, Boston on Saturday. So there's some tough games ahead. That's why I think it's important that they let um, uh, Igor and Quick, I would rest them both for both of these next two games. Why not? I I think Garand is capable, and uh, we know, uh, you know, uh, listen, I don't feel like they have a Swiss cheese guy in the organization. I actually thought the Swiss cheese guy was Jonathan Quick, but. He played. He's played well in the regular season. Bless you for a backup. Thank you. You know, Columbus is a, an under five hundred team. The Rangers did not play a good game against them last time out, and were victimized a little bit with a couple of disallowed goals and other things. Yeah. But, but uh, so you know, beatable team. Let's give these guys a couple of days off. We got to get everybody healthy. Yep. All right. Here's to the Rangers' health. Here's to your health. And here's to uh, the Boosted Underground's health. Sounds good. All right. Nothing else? I don't really have anything. Um, I don't know. Not, not, nothing really. Uh, oh, can I can I make can I, can I make one comment that has nothing to do with hockey? Sure. Did you happen to watch the the uh, the? Miami uh, Kansas City game from Germany on Sunday morning. No, uh, I, ha- I have uh, band okay. practice in the morning. Oh, okay. Well, they played in uh, Munich, and we're watching the game. And I guess I don't I don't remember who had the ball. I don't remember what the situation was. It happened a couple of times during the game. On third downs, they're playing this sound, and this is from the movie The Purge. Oh right? yeah, yeah. That's when everybody's got to get indoors. I said to Jen, I said, should they really be playing that siren from the purge in Germany? In Germany. And I'm German. Do we really want to conjure up memories of well, a purge you know in Germany? I knew it would happen, Jim. Jim has gone woke. Everybody no. right here, right no. now. He's a wokester. No. Oh, so it's inappropriate to play a purge thing. Nothing really happened. German, could we just play could, German sensibilities? Have been could we hurt. play this one? <laughs> Star Trek. That's better. But do we do we really want to conjure no, up images? I think it's stupid. I mean, in Germany of all places, any other country, I don't care. But in Germany, especially, it's from the movie The Purge. The Purge, right? I mean, it could have. It should have. You know, I mean. It's almost like they could, you know, they chose, you know, something from Holocaust. I mean, you know, like, oh, that's just the horn from Holocaust. I mean, this is bad. You're right. Good night, Joe. Good to see you. I mean, that's bad. I, I just think it's a, I mean, not nah, bad. Any other country. The, the Stunata probably put it on, doesn't even know what it's from. He just thinks it's an alarm. <clears throat> well, yeah. I'm sure that was all NFL driven. 
I, because you know, I think they come in, they they come in the stadium, they use their announcer, they use that the guy from Minnesota who does the Super Bowls. He's in the Madden games now. He's like the voice of the NFL, and I can't think of his name. He's actually been on the Howard Stern show. Guy has an amazing voice, and well, and he's the he's the NFL voice, PA announcements and stuff like that. Ah, so I'm sure the NFL runs the whole operation, sound effects, the whole bit. But I mean, somebody's got to, you know. I think somebody's got to have a little sense of history. Michael Lakeham with a nice uh, dark humor quip. Play memory. <laughs> have a sandwich. Yes. Anyway, all right. I'm having sex with your brother, whatever's going on over there. <laughs> all right. We've, we, we've disparaged Karen Carpenter. I think it's time to go. <laughs> Once we've said that, we've said it all. That's right. He was a hell of a drummer. Did you know that? I hate when people say that. She was terrible at the drum. I always have the level wrong for that. I always think it's... I always, I turn it down, but I never turn it down enough. There we go. That's better. Just so we can talk, do our talk over. Thank you, everyone, for being here. It's been another great show. Another great hour and a half of commercial-free entertainment. Infotainment, as Eddie likes to call it. It ain't over to the skinny lady sings. Michael, you are just in a dark humor tornado right now. And also, I see some we've only just begun in there. Good night, everybody. Jim, once again, an absolute pleasure. Yes. Thank you all for being here. Make sure you uh, check out the old shows on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio. We're everywhere. Really? Yep. Take care, right. everybody. I love you. We'll see you next week. Let's go, Rangers. Good night, everybody. Let's go, Rangers.